0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome here to the Mark Steiner Show. Good to have you with us on the Mark Steiner Show, on your on your source for cool jazz and more. Weaa eighty-eight point nine FM, the voice of the community. And we want you to join us here by phone, 410-319-8888. You can tweet us at Mark Steiner, write to us here at talksteinershow.org. Give us your thoughts on the national events of the day that we'll be talking about with our guests. We're joined in studio by Denzel Mitchell, Baltimore City resident, educator, farmer, food justice advocate, uh, sometime host here on the Mark Steiner Show as well. Denzel, good to have you in the house.
1: (laughs) Good morning, Mark. How you doing?
0: And uh, she hasn't been here for a while, but she's back with us now. Sherry Hunkel is with us, director of the Economic uh, human rights campaign, and former vice, special, vice presidential candidate for the Green Party with Jill Stein in the last election. Sherry, good to have you back with us as well. I'm happy to be here. Eugene Craigress, who's activist and third vice chair of the Maryland State Republican Party. Good to have you with us, Eugene. Hey, Brother Mark, good to be back. And good to have you all here. 410 319 is the number to call. Let me begin with this. What it's, 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 I found an interesting phenomenon here with President Barack Obama as he winds his way down uh, as president of the United States, um, and his executive orders of late, which has been really kind of pushing the envelope. It's as if he's saying, "Okay, I can't get things done. I'm going to st- add." The, and the latest one being to end the privatization of prisons in the federal system, though it does not include the ones under the Department of Homeland Security. Interestingly enough, right. which is where many abuses are taking place. But what are our thoughts about this? This, this, this end game he's making here uh, in in, and, and, uh, in these last few months of his of his office, Denzel.
1: Um so I I did some reading about uh this executive order and um um you know I, I have seen and I, I saw myself that this was more of a, a symbolic move as opposed to uh real actual prac- um practical pragmatic change there was only 13 uh prisons that were operating under federal contract that housed about 22,000 um 22,000 prisoners and it's not ending these, uh, federal contract prisons or these private prisons that get, that get public money. It's, it's, um, scaling back their contracts. So, you know, although it looks good on paper, you know, it's not, it's not what we specifically think it is. So, um, I mean, I appreciate the, the sentiment. Um, but you know, as I've always said, and many other people that have been on your shows that, you know, we expect. Uh, President Obama to do more, even in his last days, as he's going out, you know if you're gonna make some 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 real change, you know, actually push the buttons and actually push the envelope forward. you know
0: sherry, sherry, how do you see this uh, it's uh, too little too late <laughs>
2: <laughs> it pretty much sums it up, sums it up uh, it's definitely um, all symbolic, doesn't do anything for the the immigrants in our country. And if he wanted to go out with a bang, um, he could have done things like uh, get some of our political prisoners out of prison, like uh, Reverend Pinckney in Detroit and uh, Leonard Peltier, uh, and the list goes on.
0: Eugene?
3: Hey, I'm a member of an organization called 2020 Leaders from Texas. It's focused particularly on criminal
0: justice reform. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Eugene, I think, I think we're losing your signal there.
3: I actually think, I actually think it's a very good start. Um, I think it's an absolutely amazing good start. Um, you know, it, gradualism is the name of the game in politics. You know, nothing is done in a full swoop. Um, you know, it, it's a great start. Um, it only affects, you know, 13 prisons and, you know, 22,000 prisoners. But it's a a, a a reference point that can be used to uh, to, to move forward.
0: So, I mean, there, there have been a lot of things he's talked about recently. That that and the, and the bail system, he's he's come up mm-hmm. in, the, in the last couple mm-hmm. days, um, saying that if you're poor, you should not be stuck in jail. Right. Um, that, I, they're, they're,
1: that I like. I, I mean, I think that's, so, I think so, that's but, a good but, idea.
0: So, when you look at this end of this this um, this administration and what's going and the battle about what's take place now. Um, let me take a shift the gears here and talk about this campaign that we're all looking at this moment between uh, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and, of course, there's also Jill Stein and, jo- and Johnson running uh, as third-party candidates in, in, this, in, this, in the uh, presidential election. Um, but <laughs> I, there's a lot of people who have come up. I've been having these texts back and forth with people over this notion of a conspiracy theory that Trump was just set up to run. That mm. this wasn't real. Mm. That it was that, that that the Clintons wanted to run, other people wanted to run, so the Clintons could get in. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I just debunk a lot of this stuff personally. I just don't. I just can't go there. You're a realist. Uh, yeah, yeah, I try to be, but so so. But there is something going on where there are a lot of people who really feel in America that we're in a midst of mass conspiracies. Whether it's you see, right and left buying into this kind of. Uh, um, Right wing media stuff about the death of the DNC and how they're being set up, and mm-hmm. and that Hillary Clinton actually killed Vince Foster, and it it kind of has taken on a life of its own um, in, in America in some ways on the fringes of campaign, but it's actually affecting the campaign. I mean, and sometimes I think we lose sight of the issues that are really in this race, whether you want to support Jill Stein or Hillary Clinton or Trump or uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm.
1: Um so I I have to say that this uh this this election has been like watching a bad 80s Cinemax movie. <laughs> um I mean the, the, you know many of anybody over the age of 35 is very familiar with Trump um we're familiar with his politics and for me it is baffling that he is Actually, being considered by so many people in this country to be a viable presidential candidate, when you know when he's he's expressed rampant bigotry, you know he's calling for um, deportation of 11 million people. He's saying
0: he's questioning or, that now. And now he's saying he's questioning <laughs> that.
1: Right, this is to be determined. Right, I think that's to his, be determined. His latest campaign. Uh, campaign manager said this is to be determined but even even the fact that this is a part of the conversation like national discourse this is news is is i mean i'm I'm awestruck and so when people because people have come to me too and said the same thing it's like oh um trump didn't really want the job you know they put him up to it they whoever you know whoever the veritable they is put him up to it so that uh hillary clinton could look like a viable candidate and um you know, although that's uh, that's a little far-fetched, it's kind of easy to believe that because it's like, how could this guy become? How could this guy be the people's candidate, right? Even if you are um, concerned about the the Browning of America, you know, I think they, they you know, I heard a, a special this morning on uh, NPR about this a new book that was written about how how um, uh, social demographics have changed in America and right. and brown is becoming the new white. And so even if you're you're scared of that even if your your uh, your racial prejudices um and your uh, uh your 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 social understanding is threatened by this notion that that black and brown people are quote unquote taking over um at the end of the day like how's this guy your hero how's this guy your president how do you how can you see him as being qualified for the job of being uh the leader of the United States of America, when he he doesn't even have a clear policy plan.
0: So, let me, and then let me just point out for our listeners here: maybe you've been on many before that you don't do, you don't identify as a Democrat.
1: I do not identify so, as a Democrat. So, so,
0: so, put that. Out yeah, there, yeah, right, right. right. I, I, and, I,
1: I and understand so, that needs to be said, right? You know, it's like so.
0: The, but, but 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 having that position, and sure, you also don't identify as a Democrat. And the person that did identify as a Democrat is not here today, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Or does I should say, um, but so so let me let, let me get your perspective on that. I mean, I think that there's there's you know, a raging debate over whether there is a difference between Hillary
1: and mm-hmm. Trump, and mm-hmm. what does
0: that debate mean?
1: What does that mean, right?
0: Um, and, and and how can we actually say there's not a difference between the two, um, even though we may not like uh, who what she stands for in many ways, and and and, don't, and, and what the Clintons represent. Sherry sure, let me let you weigh in on that.
4: Well, I, I think that um, uh, I'm a Green
2: Party member, and uh, that means that uh, uh, I very much focus on money and politics, and there's no difference between uh, Pepsi and Coke, and that's how I look at uh, Trump and Hillary. Uh, Hillary uh, is responsible for, uh, you know, the dropping of bombs, the killing of people, uh, her husband uh, ended welfare as we know it in this country, the only social welfare program we had. Um, and uh, uh, as, as far as Trump is concerned, uh, you know, he's the same, uh, all about uh, big money interests and uh, has some great rhetoric uh, that speaks, uh, he speaks more to some of the economic issues. Uh, to the angry white working class. And I think that that's why he's getting uh, some of the numbers that he's getting, uh, because uh, his campaign has done a good job lifting up uh, some of the scandalous stuff about uh, Hillary's campaign. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, both candidates um, uh, don't have any intentions on ending unemployment, hunger, or homelessness, uh, or stopping uh, the deportation of immigrants in this country um, because they you know, both represent corporate interests. Uh, our country desperately needs to catch up with the rest of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Finland has 15 different political parties. It's time that our country grows up and has political parties that are, are not um, uh, puppets of big corporations.
0: So, Eugene, you know, I'm going to be way in. So I, have, to, I have a question about what, we, what you all have just been saying, but let me let's push that. In. And listeners, I want to hear what you think of 410-319-8888. Is there a difference between the two major candidates? What are your thoughts about the third candidates? Uh, and when people say there's no difference between Trump and Clinton, I'm going to ask some questions about that in a moment as well, push that a little bit harder, and hear your thoughts at 410-319-8888. Eugene, Craig, what are your thoughts?
3: Well, I'm going to, just, you know, preempt this by, you know, throwing it back out there that I won't be voting for either of the, you know, candidates, but I'll be writing in Governor Larry Hogan for president um, <laughs> in November. Um.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry I meant to laugh at you, Gene, but just, I thought you were going to say you are going to vote for Johnson, the Libertarian, but you... Oh, you're... no, 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 no. I will be supporting a Republican, just not the one on the ballot. Um, <laughs> but isn't that like throwing your vote away completely?
3: Well, well I'll put it like this. Um, you know, I, I vote for Trump, as a vote for Hillary in my book, as a vote for Hillary, my book.
1: Um, So if you don't vote, who are you voting for? You're um, Larry Hogan's name. No, no, but I understand I'm that, but I'm then who's that vote Hogan. for? Who?
3: <coughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I do think there's a difference between the two candidates, and I do think there's a difference between the two parties. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I don't think either of the candidates um, as it currently stands are qualified to be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump doesn't have the temperament, and uh, Hillary, you know, is you know just too crooked and untrustworthy to be president of this great country.
0: So,
1: a lot more than temperament. It,
0: I mean, one of the issues here. I mean, whether you whether you call it from the people did in the '30s and the '60s, call it the ruling class, or whether mm-hmm. you call it the one percent, however you want to mm-hmm. refer to people who have a huge amount of power to determine what the fate of a nation and people are mm-hmm. uh, beyond us fighting for our own rights, is 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 that there. There are differences inside that group as well. So, does when people make the argument that the Supreme Court uh, is an issue that you should be concerned about in terms of who's the next president of the United States, um, whether it's going to be somebody who is a liberal, neoliberal, progressive, whoever sitting on the court as opposed to a conservative or neoconservative, far right winger sitting on the court, in terms of the, from voting rights to our, our right, to, for women's right to choose, uh, to money in politics, mm-hmm. to the environment, uh, and in a number of issues, um, that that becomes a really important, how they define—look look at how the Warren Court defined much of what happened for a generation, as this court has been doing now. And this next court's going to really decide what happens in the next generation, right?
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, I mean, so, so Sherry, I mean, does, does that make a difference, does that kind of, is that kind you
2: know, of... You know, um, no. Uh, I think that uh, now is the time, uh, because I work with frontline communities across the country, um, the situation they're facing is like having a gaping wound, uh, and uh, it's got to be... These issues have to be addressed now. I live in a community um, where there's just thousands of permanently unemployed Um, uh, men that are walking around that, um, you know, the book that came out that talked about people in the U S you know, over 60 million people living on less than $2 a day. Well, I'm working with people that work that go two weeks with not without even $2. Um, So uh, it's really time now uh, that we begin to push the envelope uh, that you we look out for the massive amounts of people that have been just rotting away in our prisons and uh, folks that are part of the permanently unemployed that aren't making it into the statistics anymore that have no way to feed themselves or feed their children. And so, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, let's bring on uh, some real independent political parties in this country if we really want to stop things like war and hunger and unemployment. Uh, and if not
1: I'll be the person organizing the next american spring hmm. um <clears throat> i mean i i complete, I, I agree with uh, a lot of what a lot of what you say um at the same time though i mean you know this country um isn't set up to support uh the election of a third party or an independent candidate um you know and so they're there's a, there's
0: so you voted third party in the past.
1: A lot, I have, not right? yeah, I voted third party in the past, but you know, for the exact same reason that we're all sitting here discussing that the the um, major major political party candidates do not don't speak to me. I disagree with them. I disagree with their past, um, and so I'm voting voting for my conscience. And as as she said, organizing to to change this political system, organizing for for. Um, uh, real real change in the social fabric of America and education educating youth to 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 push things forward um but i you know I also agree with you, Mark, and you know as students of history that we understand we know the power of the Supreme Court, and so whoever it is that sits in the presidential seat and and nom- nominates the supreme Court justice um you know that 's wielding a huge amount of power um. So you know, you, you know, you can't just throw your hands up and say, "Well, I, you know, I can't, can't do anything." I mean,
2: but it's actually, it's actually not throwing my hands up. It's actually worrying about uh, the children that we're going to continue to drop bombs on in other parts of the world due to our country's foreign
3: policy as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree.
3: Well, well, I, I was. Eugene, go that ahead. It absolutely does matter. And, um, and what I'm doing personally is, you know, I'm working with candidates, you know, right through the know, U.S. Senate, um, you know, down to make sure that we do have that check and balance against a both President Trump or a President Clinton, and particularly in regards to the Supreme Court. Um, but I also do think that we do have some real economic issues in this country. Um, you know, part of Donald Trump's rise is the way that he speaks to these issues. But in all, you know, in and, and all fairness, um, you know, you know, what we do need is, we do need a, a new American Spring. But, you know, that needs to be an American Spring led by, you know, tech revolution. It needs to be an American Spring led by, you know, new manufacturing. Um, a lot of things that are, you know, similarly happening here in Maryland. I mean, we lead the country in job growth. I think we have a beautiful model that's developed here under Governor Larry Hogan. That's part of the reason why I'll be writing his name in.
0: <laughs> Not only digress into Maryland politics, but that job growth happened before Larry Hogan ever hit the office. I mean, that's and we have this idea that somehow these people who run the go- governors can actually change those things in some significant significant way when they really don't. Um, you know, so I mean, it it um, there's been job growth under President Obama, it just hasn't been job growth that has any money in people's pockets, but mm-hmm. there's been job growth, right? Um, so I'm not sure what all that uh, all that brings us to, but let me go open the phones here, listeners. What do you think? I want to know how you're looking at this election. The latest things that have come out about Donald Trump and uh, and and both Hillary Clinton and uh, whether you're voting for them or you are leaning towards uh, Jill Stein or George Johnson. Four one zero is it George Johnson, right? Either, yeah, four one zero three one nine eighty eight eighty eight. Edie, you're on the air. Welcome. This
5: uh, Edie. Yes, Edie. Uh, uh, Mark, thank you for your program. Um, uh, To me, there is no difference between Donald Trump and and Hillary Clinton. Uh, However, for the sake of the justice and and the stability of the legal framework, I will uh, vote for Hillary Clinton. I really uh, like independent candidates. Because I think the country is hijacked by the Republicans and the Republicans at the federal level and at the state level. Uh, And all they do is they're fighting each other over money. Uh, They make a lot of promises, but there is very little they can do. Uh, Because it's not going to be like the 20th century. Uh, China, India, and other countries are rising economically. That competition is fierce. Uh, I don't think even the U.S. government can do anything to reverse things. Uh, But uh, the the fight in this country uh, over social groups uh, is from a legal framework. I believe the Constitution is written to favor white. Uh, both Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump got rich over time uh, uh, because our systems has favored them. Uh, uh, but I think Hillary Clinton will fight uh, for the middle uh, and Donald Trump will keep the status quo. Thank you. I will take your comments on the air.
1: Ben? Um, so Hillary Clinton will fight for the middle. Uh, the so I, I consider myself to be in the middle and I remember being a kid in high school and being called uh, and people that look like me, my friends being called super predators and, you know, you know the 1994 crime bill uh, being passed. As she was a very intimate advisor to the uh, uh, president of the United States during that time. Um, so, uh, I mean, there, you know, there, there's definitely a difference between the two of them. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not voting for either one of them. Um, I um, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, folks, do join us. Let's no, That's Let's go. 8888 is the number here to kind of join in on this conversation. And one of the things that, uh, um, uh, the, the one of the arguments we've, that's been made about Trump versus Clinton um, in this campaign as the two major party candidates um, is that what? And I hear what you're saying, Sherry, and I and understand that there. I mean, the, the 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 issues of poverty are growing in America. But so, and the issues of race and racism are, are, are at, a, at a boiling point because of all of what's happened over the last 16 years. well, at least 400 years, but the last 16 years of certain kinds of exposure we didn't Exposed see before.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. And those contradictions are coming to, to, to rise. And it seems to me, though, that one of the things that Trump's candidacy does is to uh, unleash really demagogic racist forces in this country. Um, and I was thinking that, that 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 so some people make the argument that that 's reason enough not to allow him to become President of the United States because of what that would unleash onto this country um and i don 't think that either trump or and i agree i don 't think either trump nor Clinton will 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 uh end the devastating international policies in, of this country in terms of uh, bombings around the world and engaging in the wars we 're being 're engaging in mm. um nor will either put a major dent. In the issue of poverty in America, but but the, the, so but the complexity of race in this country sometimes, for many people, begs begs a different kind of question. Cherry, uh,
4: I yeah. uh, I I think that uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton doesn't give a
2: damn uh, about uh, people of color in this country. She's uh, uh, supports policies that continue to, you know, increase the the prison population to black and black and brown in our country. Um we've had uh leaders like uh Cornell West and now Jill's running mate Ajamu Baraka um you know just cite over and over and over again how um uh you know uh Hillary has been able to demonstrate how um uh, you know, people of color are really not going to fare well under her administration. Um, and I think that um, we owe it to uh, black and brown, not just here in this country, but around the world, uh, to uh, begin to implement something new, another choice between Pepsi and Coke. We got to have some orange juice here. Um, and I think that that's uh, Dr. Jill Stein and Ajamu Baraka. And we see an exodus happening all around the country uh, from the Democratic Party. um, And many folks have um, only linked up to the Republican Party because they didn't know that there was another choice. Uh, And, uh, you know, that other choice is beginning to get uh, uh, further organized in a political party that doesn't take money um, from these banks and these corporations that are killing us.
0: We have to take a very short break. We're going to come right back with our guests, Mel and Joseph. You're the next two callers up. 410-319-8888. We'll hit some other topics as well. Let me hear your ideas. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Mark Steiner here with Eugene Craig, Sherry Hunkler, and Denzel Mitchell, and you at 410 319 8888. Let's get your thoughts and ideas on this election that's fast approaching us and what it means or doesn't mean to you. And Mel, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Mark.
6: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I would like to say to equate Donald Trump with Hillary Clinton is totally ludicrous Mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. Okay? You may not like her for some of the behaviors in the past uh, with welfare reform and things of that nature. which was actually under her husband's administration, okay? So you can kick the cat for whatever reason, okay? <laughs> Donald Trump, we all know is a henchman, we all know that he's on the other side. We all know everything about the guy. Now, to compare Hillary Clinton with him is just is, is crazy, Third-party votes, as we all know, is a waste, okay? None of them is ever going to become president because there is not, like the gentleman said earlier, the country is not designed for a third-party vote. So you might as not vote, especially black folks who we got our butts kicked till 1964 to even vote when you get people on there that supposedly have a measure of intelligence to say foolishness, like they either not go to vote or they go to vote for something that Larry Hogan or some foolishness to encourage other young people who may not be as well educated as they are, who may not have the insight, to to just trample on their votes, which was paid for in blood. Now, Hillary Clinton, no one is a saint, okay? You, I, or no one is a saint or a judge, Okay? But look at the woman. In all honesty, check her resume. If she was applying for a job, where she is applying for a job as the, the President of the United States, there's no one I've known, and I've been foreign politics very well for the past 35 years, is near as qualified as the woman. It's near. If Hillary Clinton was a man, and I hate to say this, all that foolishness you'll uh, be talking here about her, you wouldn't hear it. Because a lot of these guys have done so many things. Look at W. Bush and all these guys. Look at what they've done to the country. And you want to. Uh, compare Hillary and, and people of that nature to her. If you don't vote for Hillary, you're voting for Trump because you know your third-party vote is a waste. And if you get Trump in there, you'll get what you want. And for us people that look like me, especially that always out there whining and talking foolishness, you know, be careful what you pray for. That's all I want to say, Mel. Thank you,
0: Mel. Thanks for your call, um, Sherry.
3: Sure, go ahead. Actually, you know, to correct the gentleman, there actually is, you know, a candidate running. Uh, this is an endorsement.
0: Eugene, your phone is really breaking up. It's really, we're not hearing you very well. So maybe we can try to call Eugene back and try to get him on the line because he's, he's breaking up. I'm sure you want to jump in. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I just want to say, you know, again, um, you know, people are entitled to vote for, you know, whoever it is that they want. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to waste my vote uh, in this country by uh, voting out of fear. Uh, You know, women, I think, uh, who, you know, chained themselves to the doors, uh, you know, in front of the White House and the suffragettes uh, didn't envision our first woman president uh, being somebody that supports uh, war. Uh, and the killing of people uh, around the world, and incarcerating people in record numbers, and you know, continuing to uh, look the we're all, as a country we're supposed to continue to look the other way with voter fraud um, because we we all know that the election um, was um, you know uh, messed with um, uh, with Bernie Sanders. What does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, there was election fraud. I mean, where, where was know, the fraud? Of,
0: yeah, election fraud. Where was know. the fraud? I said, pardon. Where was the fraud?
4: Uh, it was in California. It was in many of well, the race many.
0: Well, one second, pardon? one second, Judy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sherry.
2: There was voter fraud in uh, California and several of the other states. Um, you know, I know uh, in most low-income communities now. We really need to bring in uh, election monitors uh, because the, the situation is just really out of control. Um, I live in Philadelphia. I live in the district where um, our ward leader uh, tried to bribe seven city council members, uh, went to federal prison, came right out of prison, and he's my ward leader again. Um, You know, things have to change in this country, and sometimes it's hard when we start, uh, because we start small, but if we don't start, we don't ever begin. And uh, the next generation and generations to come, they deserve something better. And so that means that we need to, again, become like the rest of the world and have two, three, four, five, several different political parties in this country. But we're not going to have that. Uh, if we don't decide to leave the people that are responsible for these inhumane policies in this country and both Democrats and Republicans are responsible for them.
0: Now, I mean, I, I think we should have. I wish we did have a number of parties in this country. I mean, really serious parties that were vying for uh, a power and, and forced to kind of deal with issues in a very different way than we do. We need that in, in, in America. We don't have it at the moment. I mean one way to do that is to vote for people like Joe Stein or Johnson if that's if that's your political if that's, if that's where you want to go politically but I mean I also do not I, I I and share the only thing I you said that I I guess I had this huge debate about this over the weekend I, I you know I've been I follow this up really carefully and I look at it from right left and in the middle and come from the past I do come from um as you know well but I haven't really seen voter fraud when it comes to Clinton and Sanders what I saw was that the that, that Clinton and the DNC did their best to make sure that Bernie didn't get the votes he got by putting but but just the way they they positioned the debates the way they positioned the discussion they did everything they could strategically to kind of make sure that Bernie did Bernie Sanders did not get the votes that he that they thought he could get I mean but Bernie but I, there wasn't like massive voter fraud I mean that's the kind of stuff that the, the, the kind of people on the right have been throwing out about as, as their biggest issue or one of their big issues, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure that's really the issue.
1: Would you argue, though, Mark, that the that the way media coverage, or the me, the way media covered Bernie Sanders' talking points and his platform, um, you know, to kind of make it look extreme, and 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 alienate, you know, middle America in a lot of ways, because it's like, oh. You know what Bernie Sanders wants is is too far left wing. It's it you know there's no way yeah. you know, that we're going to get that. And so and so in a sense, you know, you're kind of shaping the minds of 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 the populace. And in a, it, you know, you can make an argument that that in a sense is fraud. If you give if you if you give all candidates or all qualified people an opportunity equally, right? And we're talking about campaign reform now <clears throat> to talk about what their platforms are, what their position is, what their experience are and give people um transparent transparent capability to look at the records of each candidate. Multiple candidates, then I I believe that many many different choices would be made, right? Um you know, I I mean I I've I've known about Bernie Sanders and his politics in Vermont for a l- long time, but I feel like the way that he was portrayed as a presidential candidate in the mainstream media, didn't properly communicate who he is as as a leader and as a politician.
0: Well, well oh, I agree. For, Look, Eugene, go ahead, then we'll open the phones again.
3: Well, well, actually, you know, I, I do think there is a thing called media bias, but I would not necessarily equate that to voter fraud. Um, but I will also push back and say that um, Bernie Sanders had no issue getting his message out. I mean, the guy raised, you know, almost $300 million at uh, ran largely what looks like during the autopsy to be a traditional campaign spending, you know, over $100 million on traditional advertising. Mm. Um, you know, but, you know, quite frankly, in regards to the media, um, I think, you know, when it came to the, the Democrat race, you know, DNC did the best to rig that election for Hillary. But the media, I think, covered the ideas um, of both of those candidates pretty fairly, um, you know, all ideas are not created equal, and you know, quite frankly, a lot of things that Bernie Sanders, you know, once proposed and is currently proposing, um, you know, with with full-on, um, you know, you know, England-style health care um, the save of Obamacare, is far less and is out of the mainstream of American politics and American reason and thought and logic. In in
4: 2012,
2: um, myself and Dr. Jill Stein, we were on 85 percent of the country's eighty five percent of the country was able to vote for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to get into the presidential debates. We right. couldn't get into the, we couldn't get into the presidential debates. Um, and instead uh, were ar- arrested by secret S- service at Hofstra, and we spent nine hours handcuffed sideways uh, to metal chairs and were made to disappear. Mm-hmm. Nobody from our campaign, Uh, nobody in our family and nobody in the country knew where we were for nine hours. And that was under a democratic party administration. Something is really wrong. uh, When you can have uh, uh, 85% of the country is able to vote for particular candidates and you can just make them disappear for nine hours. We have a serious democracy problem in this country. And again, Now Jill is, you know, up at, you know, like five percent, and still uh, the, you know, uh, the Commission on Presidential Debates, uh, which is controlled by ten corporations, is not going to let Jill into the debates. So I mean, we can we can talk about how, uh, you know, people have uh, access, people can uh, run. Uh, for office and that kind of stuff, but then we really do have these very serious uh, democracy issues in our country.
0: Let me go back to the phones here and come right back to our guest at 410-319-8888. His number here to join this conversation. Let's go to Ellen. You're on the air. Welcome.
4: Hi. I just have a comment, a very short comment. I'm not going to waste my vote this time. This is a very important election. And I'm not going to waste my vote, as I said, on Jill Stein or Gary Johnson or Donald Trump. I'm going to give it to Hillary because Hillary is best for the country at this time. Donald Trump will not do for people. He says he's not going to lie. He lies all the time. Well, they all lie. All
1: politicians (laughs) lie. Hillary
4: lies as well. But of the two, Donald Trump or Hillary— Hillary has my vote, and I'm going to stick with Hillary. I'm with her, and I'm not going to waste my vote, as I said. And I think this foolishness that you guys are talking about, let's get it on with Hillary now. Thank you, and that's it.
0: Alan, thank you for your call. Let's get another caller in here, then we'll go right back to our guest. 410-319-8888. Peggy, you're on the air.
4: Uh, Who is the signer? You have a very interesting show. Okay. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'm calling because uh, I've been a lifelong Democrat, but I can't vote Democrat anymore. Hillary voted for the war, so my vote is going to go for Jill Stein. Hmm.
0: All right, thank Uh you. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, we'll come back to the phones here in a minute, 410-319-8888. Write to us here at talk at steinershow.org. Tweet us at Mark Steiner. We do want to hear your thoughts. Um they get to Twitter. I have not done that yet. 410-319-8888 is the number to call to join in on this conversation. Um, you know, I, When we look at what's happening at the, at the, the, with the future of the country, and many people think we're on a precipice, but the other part is that you know, we, we think that we're going to resolve the issues no matter who becomes the president of the United States. And the reality is that we living in a very different world than we did 40 years ago here in this country when the civil rights movement was kind of exploding and the, the movement in the 60s was exploding in that with America taking like 25% of the world's resources um, and now the rest of the world building middle classes across former colonial nations who also want the same thing that Americans and Europeans have had, Mm-hmm. And we we are living in a time of huge scarcity. We're living in a time when when none of the capitalist or or um, semi-socialist nations um, can answer the question. And I think that's part of the frustration we're seeing on the part of people in America. Um, I mean, the, the many of the many of the non-unionized white working class people in this country are also fueled by the issue of race, which has always divided this country. And, and then you saw and, – and many younger people and younger workers are also kind of fueled by what they saw with Bernie Sanders. But there's a huge frustration in not being able to find the answer because maybe the answer within the system in some ways is just too hard to come by. And that is some of the frustration we're seeing from right, left, and, 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 other, and, and other parts. We think we have the answers, because, but none of them are really speaking directly to what it will take to end poverty and turn this country around.
1: Right, because it, it, all we've seen is more of the status quo. Um the, the new president uh and in 2008, um there was these these questions of or these uh these cries of hope all over the country, you know, um uh, voting for this uh, uh African American African American family man and over the course of the last 8 years we've seen more more and more of the status quo. It's been eight years. It's been eight years. Almost eight years. Yeah, yeah. almost eight years. Getting it's on been there. more and more of the say status quo. And so you know, um, I agree with you. You know, it's it's uh, complex. It's it's um, confusing, um, and I think for many of us, and um, you know, I still consider myself to be young, and i young still. Um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it um, the y- there has to be some answers within the system. Um, Because the system isn't changing overnight, Um, you know, but 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 also we have to fight outside of the system and we have to create the change that we want to see. We have to teach our children about the change that we want to see. So, I I mean, I completely agree with you, Mark, Um, you know, and then we we, uh, but I also believe that we need a very similar, very radical, very uh, progressive movement that. Um, I could only read about in the fifties and sixties. I mean, because I, you know, I wasn't there.
0: Is is it? Well, I'm going to open the phone to you again, I, and I, but I have a question directly for for Sherry in just a moment. Get the, there's a couple of calls in here. 410-319-8888. three one nine eighty eight eighty eight. Let's go to Joanne. You're on the air. Welcome. How are you? Good morning, Joanne.
7: Good morning. Uh, I wanted to make a comment. I was listening to the lady that was speaking earlier.
0: Sherry and, Hunkler. Yeah. I'm sorry. What
7: did you? No, say? no go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
7: Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make two points. One, the first point was uh, she spoke about voter fraud. Well, to my understanding, there's only been about maybe 30 cases in the last, what, five or ten years of voter fraud. You know, so she's talking about sending people out to watch the polls. This reminds me of things that Trump is saying, and also it makes me think this is going to ignite uh you know, a problem at the polls because we know that they're not sending people to uh, areas that are not urban. You know, they're sending these people to urban areas to make sure that certain people, minority people, uh, don't cheat. We aren't cheating. You know, nobody's actually cheating. With 30 cases in 5, 10 years, that's not a lot of voter fraud. And the, the next point that I wanted to make uh, was about we as our, our elections. Um, I believe that uh, part, uh, two, three-party uh, parties we do need. However, we don't need it. if is not constructive for for something like maybe Trump to start a party. That's not to me. It's not a constructive um, party because it doesn't include everybody. That, that's a more of a white premises um, acknowledgement of the party with them and and they, like I said, they don't they, they they spew hate and division. That's not what our country is about. You know, I love this country. This is my country. But however, we do need to reform the um, the election rules and and the voting rights. You know, and we need to also get out during those halftime elections in between the presidential elections and we need to get out and vote because if we can hold if we can pull over and hold the senate and the house we can get something done in this country without the diver- because republicans haven't tried to do anything for the black community and i don't hear jill stein speaking about any of the black issues either so as far as i'm concerned out of all the people running jill uh, Johnson, Trump, and Hillary. Hillary is the most and best qualified to run our country right now.
0: Duran, thank you for your call. Well, let me get this Sherry first, then you can jump in because okay. you actually called out what Sherry said in the beginning. Sherry?
4: Yeah. Um, it's
2: important for people to not confuse the Green Party with the Tea Party. <laughs> uh, the Green Party is the only political party that doesn't receive any uh, money from uh corporations or banks. Um, and, uh, the green party is the only political party, uh, that has a plant platform that, uh, spells out very clearly, uh, that they they're about reparations and ending institutional racism, police brutality and mass incarceration and the war on drugs. So, um, People should actually check out the platform of the Green Party. What I found across the country is that most people have no idea uh, that it's the most uh, progressive political party. And uh, also, uh, Jill Stein's running mate is um, Ajamu Baraka, um, who is a longtime um, human rights defender in the South mm-hmm. uh, and an internationalist um, fighting for human rights. So and, and, and I don't know um, if people want to bring up the town hall meeting that Jill had on uh, CNN. Um, a great deal of those, um, the, the questions that she dealt with, um, she, uh, you know, uh, approached the issue of um, racism, racism in this country straight on. And uh, I have yet to see any uh, other presidential candidates do that.
0: And you wanted to say, what did you want to join in there, Gene? I'm sorry.
3: Well, well, you know, <laughs> um, the caller has some interesting points that I want to address really quickly. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, 2008, 2010, Democrats had united control of all levels of government at the federal side, and um, we did it. Um, you know, they didn't address any of the issues that, you know, she brought up uh, with a black president and a super majority in the House and a super majority in the U.S. Senate. Secondly, um, you know, the Republican Party, um, particularly in, in the House and Senate, um, there are, to my count, between eight and nine bills, specifically dealing with criminal justice reform. And the Speaker has his own agenda dealing with poverty. Um, and these bills, I mean, I mean, we're t- talking about criminal justice reform, everything from um, you know sentencing reforms and mandatory minimums to funding full funding of full federally funding body cameras for every police officer in this country. Um, and, and it's not, you know, necessarily, you know, the Republicans that are, you know, hold their feet on this. It's more so, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the Democrats, you know, putting holds and filibusters on these bills and the president, you know, veto threatening them. Um, thirdly, um, you know, in regards to, um, you know, uh, uh Sherry's last point, um, you know, the Libertarian Party has been on the forefront of the war on drugs and, uh, and, and and, and issues of racism for decades now. Which party um, has know, Libertarian, Libertarian party. party for decades now? For decades now, um, and 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 I think that you know, it's, it, you know, if we're going to talk about serious alternatives here, um, you know, I, I think you know, a lot of folks, you know, may, you know, foreign Bernie folks may like Jill Stein, but at this point in time, Jill Stein's polling right on par with these nuts and Harambe. Um, so, if we're going to look at a viable, you know, third option here. Um, you know, I think, you know, especially somebody that's coming from, you know, of you know, civil liberties, uh, progressivism. Um, I think Kerry Johnson is probably the only true alternative.
0: I mean, I think, that, I mean, Joe sound is polling at 5 percent and, and uh, Johnson is polling at like 12 percent at the moment. But I think that has more to do with the fact that that I think that. Huge swaths of communities of color in this country are terrified of Donald Trump, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is why they, yeah, they, they're voting for they're, – they're, they're moving towards Hillary. Um, and, 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 and not till not start at the moment, I think that's a big piece of it because they're terrified of what Trump represents mm-hmm. in terms of race. And I've never really – over the years of covering these elections, got to be honest about this, Eugene. I've, I've never seen libertarians really taking these strong positions on race in America. I mean many libertarians I've actually interviewed on this program over the years I found to be downright racist. So I would, and and uh, but but I think that doesn't mean all libertarians are racist. I'm just saying I don't think there's a, I mean I don't think race is a big issue if, um, in most of the libertarian gatherings I've seen. Um, uh, but at any rate, I, I I think that 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 no, I think I think that's the dynamic here. I think is that is that why Jill Stein hasn't picked up the right momentum. Partially has to do with uh, racial fears in this country, what people fear is going to happen with uh, somebody like Trump in the White House. I think that that's a big piece of why. He, she's not breaking the 5%. Has, though that could change. What are we going to say, Sherry?
2: I think it has more to do with the how the corporate media is controlled and the fact that she hasn't had access until, you know, just these last uh 3 weeks uh to the national media
1: outlets. Yeah, I would agree with that. also Sherry, that, you know, if m- many people still aren't familiar with the Green Party and um aren't familiar with the the work that um Dr. Stein has done over the years, and I I, I agree with you that if 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 uh, her name and her platform and the Green Party's <clears throat> platform have been part of the national conversation, um, you know, over the last couple of months, I, I think a lot more people would be interested in the Green Party.
0: Let's get a quick thought here for our listeners four one zero three one nine eighty eight eighty eight, and let's go to uh, Spicer on the air.
8: Hi, Mark. Nice to talk to you. You too. Yesterday uh, or this weekend, I was at a um, in Virginia at a rural. Um, Commune called Twin Oaks at a woman's gathering, and on the way out, and we saw a lot of gun toting. I saw one guy that had an extremely right wing bumper sticker, and his license was gun toter. And on the way out, we stopped at a little general store, and there was a woman in front of me, a, 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 a you know a lower class African American woman, and I said, "Hey, how you doing? Who are you going to vote for?" And she said, "Hillary." and i said oh that's okay and i said has anything changed um since barack obama's been president for the last eight years and she said i haven't seen any change in my life at all and i asked a white woman if she was going to vote she was making sandwiches and she said she's not going to vote and i just feel like you know let's look at the uh military industrial complex and how that has thrived Over the past eight years, let's look at what's really happened in Baltimore on the streets. There's a homeless person on every corner. Um, I don't know if things can change, no matter who we vote for. I still have my Bernie sign up in front of my yard. I'm I'm debating whether to put a Hillary sign. I like what Jill's sign says, and I'm very confused as a Jewish lesbian progressive.
0: I appreciate the call and, and, and your thoughts. I wish we had more time. Because there's many more people calling in. Ayize, Joseph, Brenda, I'm sorry we couldn't get your calls, but we're going to continue some of this stuff next hour. So please stay with us. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think at org. Uh, it's great to hear, once again, Sherry Hunkel on the program, director of the Economic Human Rights Campaign, who ran in the last election 2012 with, uh, with Jill Stein as the vice presidential candidate for the Green Party. Uh, Denzel Mitchell who will be remaining for the next hour. Uh, Eugene Craigress, who's activist, third vice chair of the you know, State Republican Party. Uh, good to have you with us as well, Eugene. So Eugene and Sherry, thank Appreciate you it, so brother. much. And Sherry, thanks so much. Great to hear you back in the air with us.
4: Thank you. I was happy to be here. Uh, if people like some of the stuff I was talking about, I'll be at the Blue Moon, seven
2: thirty AM to talk about the Joshua Harris for mayor campaign in
0: Baltimore. Oh, good. Oh, Perfect. Okay. All right, well, we're having Joshua back on soon, too. Good to have you, Sherry. Thank you. we we'll take a short break. We're going to turn our attentions to Baltimore and Baltimore County and more. Stay with us.